What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Last week, I was telling you guys about the pedophiles in Balenciaga and just uh, in the entertainment world slash fashion world in general. This week, I'm going to tell you about 7,000 pedophiles the state of California let out of prison after less than a year of their sentence being served. Yeah, clown world shit. Straight up Daddy Newsome, just like, hey, let's put these predators on the streets so they can go fucking hunt children. We are also going to go over some of the Twitter internal documents that were leaked by Elon Musk. And I mean, I don't know if leaked is the right word. He fucking owns it. Basically put out to the public. I also have a little short video with Dr. Peter McCullough explaining how the vaccinations are kind of just basically like contagious to other people. So we'll go into a little bit more detail on that in just a minute. But first, let's talk about these fucking pedophiles that all got released in the state of California. California maintains a criminal database. And there was an analysis done which showed that thousands of criminally charged pedophiles are being released after serving less than a year in prison. Yeah, these dangerous motherfuckers that, I mean, did they get treatment for their fucking disgusting sexual appetites for children in that less than a year time in prison are they quote-unquote no longer a danger so we'll have to like keep our eyes on this because i guarantee you in the upcoming months we're gonna fucking see a little bit of spike of child molesters and children being hurt by these nasty motherfuckers so let's break down the analysis of what actually happened within the california prison system a little bit further the analysis was conducted by compiling information on California sex offenders found from public databases, which went back to 2019. Now check these fucking numbers out. Of those 54,986 criminals, 41,974, which is 76%, were charged for offenses involving children. The database analysis showed that 7,152 pedophiles who were convicted of lewd or lascivious acts with a child under the age of 14 were released from prison on the very same year in which they were incarcerated. I'm going to tell you about one of these nasty motherfuckers by the name of Carlos Alexander Nahu, who was a 48-year-old who was convicted of continuous sexual abuse of a child. He pled no contest and was sentenced to a mere two days in the L.A. County Jail Five years of probation. Yeah, just a little slap on the wrist for fucking a child. Now that he's been released, he kind of positioned himself to abuse children once more as he now lives just one block from the Royal Montessori School Daycare, three blocks from Reseda Elementary. And yeah, this is not like an isolated incident, you guys. This shit is fucking going on all over. Another pervert, 47-year-old Gualterio Lopez Conteras, was convicted of sodomy by use of force, sexual penetration by force, and continuous sexual abuse of a child. Originally, he had been sentenced to three years in Wasco State Prison. Three, three years? Really? Fucking people get more time for weed and fucking... Ugh, just don't even get me started. Court records show this fucker was credited with 790 days already served, um, now, because they are assuming this fool is nonviolent while in prison, they cut his sentence down to just 305 days. Due to Proposition 57, which was a 2016 bill that allowed early parole for nonviolent felons, this whole thing is contributing by letting these fuckers back out in the street. 
Now, how can you say a pedophile is non-violent? I think it's kind of violent raping a child, but because they fucking mind their P's and Q's in prison because they don't want to get fucking shanked, somehow they get this, oh, they're a model inmate. Let's just throw them back out in the street and hope they don't fuck up another child's life. According to the U.S. Justice Department, pedophiles and sex offenders are four times more likely than other criminals to be rearrested. If you're here in California, you guys, and you got children, keep a really good watch on them because these pedophiles, they are sneaky. Go to meganslaw.gov and you can actually search like by zip code. You can search by name and address and just check out how many pedophiles are around you. And if there's one, say, oh, I don't know, living next door, keep an extra good eye on this motherfucker because I swear there is, I don't think there's any way to rehabilitate these motherfuckers. Something in their brain is fucked up. The wiring is crossed and they're never going to stop. Just not going to happen. I mean, maybe if they get chemically castrated or something like that, but no, it's, they're, they're, they're going to reoffend. They're going to hurt children again. I actually checked my address out here in the sticks and it was shocking. There was no pedophiles within a five mile radius of my house which is basically unheard of. You know, when I lived out in the Bay Area, these fucking nasty motherfuckers were everywhere. And if you don't check this website, you're not going to know what sort of a predator is living next to you and possibly plotting to go fuck up your kid's life. So yeah, California, fucking progressive as shit, right? Speaking of progressive California, this story is coming out of the San Francisco Chronicle. And the title is Killer Robots Okayed for SFPD. What the actual fuck? So what they're saying is the San Francisco police will be allowed to use robots to kill people in limited emergency situations under a controversial new policy approved by the city's supervisors on Tuesday. So like I say with all this kind of shit, you gotta look down the line. Where is this fucking shit going to lead? Is setting a precedent to allow AI robots to kill humans. You know, just just think of the horrible shit that could be done with these robots. And San Francisco, of all places, like, what the fuck are you guys thinking? I thought you guys were super liberal. You don't want to kill people. Well, obviously not, because this shit was approved by the city supervisors in an 8-2-3 vote. Now, sure, at first it may start off with just, you know, some crazy emergency situation. They got to go in and kill a motherfucker. But I guarantee you, these megalomaniacs, they are thinking ahead. They are thinking down the line. So should we. Moving along now, have you guys seen these videos of Dutch protesters just literally getting their asses beat on the street by cops with batons? The farmers are there protesting because the government had seized 3,000 farms. And I mean, they did pay these farmers, but they had no choice. They just basically came in and stole their property. So of course, these people are protesting. Like, who the fuck are you to come steal my farm? So they like called in the heavy equipment operators because they're kind of like taking a page out of the Canadian convoy where like the farmers came, brought their like farm equipment and were blocking streets. So the police brought in bulldozers and loaders and literally are just trying to like flip over the tractors slash farm equipment. But there's a video I put up on Instagram. It's absolutely fucking horrific where three cops are beating the shit out of a guy on the ground with batons. And then a canine handler comes up and he tries to get his dog to bite this man who's literally getting fucking smeared on the ground. 
The dog won't bite, but he, he really is trying to force this dog's mouth on this person. It's an absolutely horrifying video. And I get why these people are protesting. The government's just coming and be like, oh, we're taking your land. There's nothing you can do about it. But back to the land grab by fucking government. This next part is kind of fucking terrifying. Three large American multinationals bought 1.7 million hectares of Ukrainian agricultural land. Check this out. The shareholders, Vanguard, BlackRock, and Blackstone. The usual suspects are up to their same old bullshit, buying up farmland where I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with it. Just let their land rot because they're definitely not going to be planting food or wheat or whatever that would normally be planted in these spots. They're definitely trying to fuck with the food supply. You can see that with all the chickens being killed because of supposed avian flu. So it's like they're fucking moving in all directions to get this whole food shortage started. And once that happens, the people are going to have to basically depend on the government for food rations and who controls the food. They're going to be able to control the people much, much easier. So just keep your eyes out. I really hope this fucking forced farm buying. Oh, and side note, the Dutch government said they were doing it for climate change. Like, really, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You're taking these people's land and basically cutting off huge avenues for food production. Don't even get me started on fucking Bill Gates' evil and all the farmland he's bought up here in the United States and elsewhere. Because uh, that evil motherfucker, who knows what he's going to do. He's probably going to grow some weed or some shit and put the vaccines that are, I guess, they, they're able to put the vaccines on food. And once you eat the food, you are inoculated. So I can see that dirty motherfucker doing some shit like that. So just keep paying attention to what's happening to our food supply, what's happening to the European food supply and around the world, basically. It's insane. Normal mainstream media, of course, they don't want to talk about it. They're not going to point out, hey, uh, hey, citizens, maybe you should be paying attention to how these motherfuckers are trying to cripple the food supply. But I don't know. I mean, there's fucking really important shit like sports on. So why pay attention to what's happening in the world? Now, speaking on what's happening in the world, yesterday, Elon Musk released slash leaked a bunch of internal emails from Twitter. And a bunch of them showed that Joe Biden, the FBI, they all definitely interfered in the 2020 election. They had people working within Twitter to censor and remove any information that the Biden administration well, I guess it's before it was actually, quote unquote, the Biden administration. But these motherfuckers had Twitter employees remove a lot of posts, block and censor a lot of posts. The most well-known, I guess, removal on Twitter, block on Twitter, was when they decided to suspend the Washington Post's article about the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, at this point, it's all in fucking black and white that the FBI and Twitter colluded to kill this story before the election. I mean, it's just absolutely madness. Now, side note about fucking Hunter Biden. Apparently, Wikipedia has removed the entry for Hunter Biden's investment firm called Rosemont Seneca. The reason I found this interesting is because through the Wayback Machine, you can find Rosemont Seneca provided capital and Metabiota, 
And Metabiota was the motherfuckers in Ukraine basically funding those bio labs. And now Wikipedia is trying to erase that history. But the Internet Archive does not forget, and neither do I. I did a whole episode trying to break down the connections of these motherfuckers and the money flowing into the Ukrainian biolabs they had strategically placed all over the Russian-Ukrainian border. So, yeah, more of our history is just gone because I'm sure a lot of people don't even know about the Wayback Machine or the Internet Archive. But that entry is gone as of right now. Wikipedia fucking wiped it. It's insane. Like, they're literally just trying to rewrite fucking history. But anyway, back to the whole Twitter situation. So Elon has been putting all these emails out and other memos from within Twitter to each other, to the White House, to the FBI, basically their handlers. And it's kind of strange. Check out what they found out about Jack Dorsey. If you don't know who Jack Dorsey is, he was the original CEO, one of the founders, the main guy of Twitter. And he actually resigned a while ago. But check this out. His email address was jack at o.pizza. Now, everybody's seen this. And this was like around the time when, quote unquote, Pizzagate was going strong. And they're kind of making a connection like, what the fuck? Why is pizza in this guy's email address? That's so fucking random. This came out from Matt Habibi who had been tweeting out all the documents showing that the Biden campaign was definitely working with Twitter employees to censor stories they didn't like. But he ended up deleting the tweet that revealed the odd-as-fuck email address of the former CEO. And then, you know, just a little side note about that, which is very strange. Jack Dorsey stepped down as CEO of Twitter the same day the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell started, November 29th, 2021. That's kind of strange. I mean, I'm sure this fool had connections to Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And now we're finding an email address with pizza in the fucking heading. Like, what is... These motherfuckers just like seriously are so blatant about their pedophilia. It's absolutely disgusting. The censorship went far beyond just, you know, suspending an account or deleting a post they were fucking deleting accounts entire accounts for people who had a lot of followers if they said anything against the quote-unquote narrative now by 2020 requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine one executive would write to another quote more to review from the biden team and then a reply would come back saying handled So celebrities and just random private people alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of the Biden administration. Now, that's some straight up communist China shit going on in the United States of America. And anybody like was, I guess, part of being censored back in the day. We all fucking knew that all of these orders or a lot of these orders were coming down the tubes to big tech. And I think... At that point, it was very obvious to a lot of us that this was straight up censorship. But now we have the receipts. So what is this fucking conspiracy theory number 653 that has now come true? While we're on the subject of censorship, I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about my whole Instagram fiasco and how bad they have like shadow banned and blocked my account. My most recent fact check. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so ridiculous. It's literally a screenshot of when the FDA put out a tweet stating, you are not a horse. 
You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. And I have another screenshot from an article dated November 19th, 2022. And it states, FDA says telling people not to take ivermectin for COVID-19 was just a recommendation. Now, if you go and you read their little fact check, it says FDA did not change position on ivermectin use, contrary to online claims. Well, I would fucking say they did change their position, you fucking fact checking liars. So every single time I get a fact check or a no, no bad girl violation, they restrict my account a little bit further. Like before, you know, I'd say like 25% of my posts would get to my followers and 75% would get to a new audience. That, that number is way the fuck down. They're only letting about, I don't know, I'd say about 25% of my followers see my posts and basically no new people. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start transferring everything I have on Instagram and any future posts I'm going to put on my Reddit sub. It's r slash vanished in the valley. So not, I'm not going to get censored there. I'm the mod and I'm sure as fuck just say it how it is because Instagram sucks. They just fucking keep dinging my account and every time it does it, it lowers the reach of my page. So guys, come check out my sub. It's r slashed vanished in the valley on reddit.com. Now we're going to move on to some Kabobo 19 news. Check this out. This is coming from official European statistics. Europe suffered 30,000 more excess deaths by October 2022 than it suffered during the 2020 pandemic. This is due to, quote, the mysterious surge in child deaths. The official figures provided by 28 European countries confirm there have been tens of thousands more excess deaths in 2022 across Europe than in 2020 which was the height of the so-called COVID-19 pandemic. The European continent has suffered 193,000 excess deaths. Can you believe that is a lot? And it's mostly children. It's so crazy, you guys. So check this out. In 2020, the excess death across Europe was 254,561. Now in 2022, that number has jumped up to 283,457. And that is according to the European Mortality Monitoring Activity. Now this is the fucking terrible part. There's a graph here and I'm getting this information from expose-news.com. They have a graph and it states, total number of excess deaths across Europe among children aged 0 to 14 in 2021 following the EMA approval of COVID vaccines for children aged 12 to 15 in 2021 versus 2017 to 2021 average. In 2017, the excess death was 234.75. Fast forward to week 22 in 2021, all the way up to week 33, 2022. It's at 1,856. Now, the first number I read you, the 234, that was from week 22, 2017, all the way up to week 33, 2021. These, like I said, they are official European numbers. A little side note about the expose-news.com. Apparently, fucking big tech has blocked them from basically getting to their money, their accounts. So they are kind of struggling right now. And if you go to their website, there is a little button you can click, donate now which I have because they're a legit ass website. They are using official government data to come up with these numbers. So they're not just pulling shit out of the air. 
And of course, big tech has put a full-on assault against them by cutting off their money supply. So if you feel so inclined, go make a donation at expose-news.com. While we are on the subject of the Kabobo virus, I have a great little excerpt from an interview of Dr. Peter McCullough. Now, if you go to Wikipedia and you look up Dr. Peter McCullough, these stupid twats say, Peter McCullough is an American cardiologist. He was vice chief of internal medicine at Baylor University Medical Center and a professor at Texas A&M University. During the COVID-19 pandemic, McCullough has promoted misinformation about COVID-19, its treatments, and the mRNA vaccines. So once Peter McCullough came out, against all this official narrative shit about the Kabobo virus, the mainstream media went on full attack mode. They called him a quack. They say he's crazy. He's promoting misinformation. I mean, a quack, this guy is the most published cardiologist in the world. But yeah, he's a quack. He was straight up on the front lines, saving people's lives while Fauci's protocol was literally killing people. So let me just play a little excerpt from an interview I found from him. And it's kind of like basically confirming another quote conspiracy theory that we've been talking about since the rollout of the vaccines. So sit back and listen to Dr. Peter McCullough. You know, there was a recent paper. I just have it on my Substack. If if, if you want to review it, if you go to the Courageous Discourse Substack, and the first author is Helene Banoon, a former Inserm scientist. Inserm is a leading research unit in France. And Benuna summarized this. This is disturbing. It looks like the messenger RNA is transferring from the vaccinated to the unvaccinated now. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a paper by Fertig and colleagues, the messenger RNA is found circulating in blood for at least two weeks, and the curves were not going down. That's as long as they looked. Rolkin and colleagues has found messenger RNA and the vaccinated in lymph nodes for months. It looks like the body's not clearing it out. And uh, and then a recent paper, this is most disturbing, from Hannah and colleagues, JAMA, showed that the messenger RNA is in the breast milk of yes. women ill-advised who took the vaccine uh, during pregnancy or afterwards. So it's now clear. I think the messenger RNA, that's the greatest concern, is was, could you actually take a vaccine inadvertently by close contact, kissing, sexual contact, breastfeeding? And it looks like the answer is yes. Now the question on the table is, how long do you wait uh, for contact? No one knows. This, the, the vaccines, the messenger RNA vaccines for short, they've never been demonstrated to actually leave the body. They look like they're permanent, uh, as well as the spike protein that's produced after them. This is very disturbing. So it's hard to guide. I was saying, you know, 30 days refrain from kissing and sexual contact with a vaccinated person. But I'm now extending that to at least 90 days and and conservatively maybe extended from a point forward. I know there's married couples and all kinds of of, of personal implications there, but but no, this messenger RNA looks like it's for keep. Every shot is accumulating in the body with no ability for the body to get rid to of it. To remove it. The vaccines, because they stay in the body so long, it looks like they do permanently install into the human genome mm-hmm. through what's called reverse transcription. So this is disturbing that not only does the vaccines not get out of the body, but now they're changing the human genome. Now, how fucked up is that? I remember back in July, I was telling you guys about how my roommates decided to go out and get the Kabobo booster. And no shit, like three days later, I got sicker than I've ever been in my entire life. 
I had absolutely crazy changes in my menstrual cycle. And I mean, like, I don't usually get sick, but this shit knocked me on my ass. And I had read about other people saying that the spike protein shed and I guess, you know, a third party could pick up these shedded spike proteins. After that sickness, me and Garrett actually got hella sick from that. But after that, I was totally convinced that is what's going on. These people are fucking shedding that nasty shit. And if you're in close contact, say like a roommate situation, you can get the spike protein. Now, I don't know if they've actually studied, you know, like air transmission or transmission from a surface with the spike protein, but the study is definitely showing that it's transmissible in body fluids. And that should be fucking terrifying to everybody out there. So that means your douchebag colleagues at work go out and get booster number 653. They can bring that shit into the office and pass it around. So... Like I've told you guys 80 billion times, I am not vaccinated. I would never get the vaccination for the Kabobo. And I'm using vaccination in the loosest terms possible. But because of these shedding spike proteins, I may have been inadvertently kind of vaccinated from my roommates. So if you have friends, you have a partner that is vaccinated, it's like Dr. McCullough said, you should probably wait like 90 days before having any type of like quote unquote intimate contact because we just don't know how long this shit is circulating. They only tested the stuff, you know, up for a couple of weeks and that was it. So it may stay in the body, who knows how long. But that is uh, out now. This is no longer a crazy conspiracy theory. What everybody had been saying for, you know, what, a year and a half since these nasty things rolled out has been proven to be true again. So once again, the information you just heard is coming from Dr. Peter McCullough, and he was on a podcast of Tanya Ga. And this is, you know, the, the mainstream media, of course, they're not going to talk about it. But, you know, the information is out there. Like I fucking tell you guys on a fucking weekly basis, do your own research. Do not believe shit just because the mainstream media says it's true or not true. Do your own research and make a decision based upon that research not based upon what fucking Anderson Cooper is telling you guys. Now we're going to move on to a little bit more positive news. Check this out, you guys. International Blood Bank for the Unvaccinated has been formed with donors from 16 countries. Now, this is coming from the Gateway Pundit. They're reporting that, quote, unvaccinated patients who require transfusions can now access, quote, pure blood, thanks to a new service called Safe Blood Donation. This was launched by a Swiss neuropath named George Della Pietra. Safe Blood Donation, which currently has members in at least 16 countries, has the long-term goal of opening blood banks that provide its members with unvaccinated plasma. That is great news for, you know, everybody here, but I just read this a couple days ago. New Zealand is literally trying to take guardianship of a baby from parents because they are requesting that during the surgery, the child gets unvaccinated blood. And fucking New Zealand has gone so far down the world economic form rabbit hole. They're literally trying to steal people's kids, people who do not want that tainted ass blood in their child's body. I don't know. I fucking Australia and New Zealand seem to be like in some competition who can get the craziest, the fastest. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. But back to the unvaccinated safe blood donation. According to George Della Pietra, the demand for pure blood has skyrocketed globally. 
The Gateway Pundit previously reported that a peer-reviewed study in Italy found that 94% of people who experienced side effects after receiving the mRNA vaccines had abnormal blood and contained foreign matter one month after the vaccination. So I just, I think that should be an absolute right. If you don't want that contaminated ass shit in your body, you should have the right to choose unvaccinated blood. Now, I have no idea how doctors are going to react to this since most of them are so fucking on Fauci's balls that they don't want to even open their eyes to look rationally at what's going on and why all these healthy people are just dropping dead. So, I mean, if they did that, they wouldn't be able to take all that Fauci money. So, I don't know. Like, I fucking... Another another shit. Like, I always tell you guys, I hope these doctors are held fully accountable when all of this madness ends. Now, I never like to leave you guys on a doom and gloom level on this podcast. I'm going to tell you about a post this person made on Reddit, and I just have to give this person hardcore up top. They say they're a former CVS health immunizer. And for context, they say they just left CVS after nine years. And prior to COVID, anyone who came in for a shot got one if they met criteria, flu, shingles, etc. With COVID, they had access to batch numbers, dates, and card stock. So his was forged in a minute. Essentially, no questions asked other than the standard HR stuff. The poster goes on to say a lot of them did not trust this vaccine. Now, for patients, he can't even tell you how many people came in and said something like, I don't want or need this. I have to for my job. He says his heart went out to these people. And at the beginning, he just gave them a card with a shot in the sink. And realizing this could potentially land me in very serious trouble, I was thinking about a better way. He couldn't just give the shots to people who didn't want it. So what he ended up doing was a little tiny skin prick. So they could show that spot off at, say, you know, their employer, whoever was forcing them to get these shots. Now, he says, don't get me wrong. People who wanted it got it. But the people who didn't, they did not get the shot. At one point, he was offered $4,000 for a card and he smelled a rat. So he declined. But you guys, you know how much balls that took to risk everything to try to protect your patients from a, basically a fucking psyop slash medical experiment done on billions of people? He says he wasn't the only one doing this. So with initial round rates of 78%, he's stating it's more like 50% because a lot of people out there helped the other people out who did not want to get the shot. So I just have to say fucking hardcore up top to this poster it, like I said, most people are such little pussies about this whole thing. They're just towing the line. And in the end, at fucking Nuremberg 2.0, their excuse is going to be, I was just following orders. I was just doing my job. But as history has shown us, that is not an excuse for fucking killing your fellow citizens. So at some point, <laughs> it's going to go down. And I'll be very happy to see many of these people prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law in a military tribunal. They're literally committing crimes against humanity. Now we've come to the point in the podcast where I have to say what's up to my top three downloading states. We have New York in first place, Pennsylvania in second, and California is in third. Now moving on to our international peeps, we have the usual suspects, the UK, Australia, and Canada, and the Netherlands. So that's what's up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I absolutely appreciate it. If you want to contact me and send me any documents you think I should check out or you want copies of anything I talk about, you can email me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. 
For a limited time, I'll still be on the Instagram at Vanished Athena, or you can go over to Reddit at r slash vanished in the valley and come to my sub and contact me that way. So that's about it for this week. Like I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.